And I was like, would you mind asking the chef if he would make something vegetarian? She's like, okay, I'll ask. Walks into the kitchen, comes back and then said, he won't. <laughs> and, and, and Hello and welcome to the Root and Round podcast where we take a not so deep dive into different countries from around the world. My name is Sam. I'm Tom. And I'm Ed. And this week we are going to Ghana. Yeah, and if you like this podcast, don't forget to leave a review on Spotify, give us five stars and uh, leave a like on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube and all that. Likes and subscribes. Yeah, make a comment, ask a question. Yeah. Give an answer, I don't know. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> do, do whatever you want to do. Um, Ghana, I'll be honest with you. Ghana, don't take this the wrong way, any any Ghanaians watching this or any friends of Ghanaians. I only think of Ghana when the World Cup comes around. That's true. Yeah, yeah. they've okay. got. They've always got like really nice kit. I oh, know that's Nigeria. That always Nigeria has no, sick kit. Didn't Ghana get knocked out by Uruguay and Suarez being a knob end? That, yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. And they call what's the name of their uh, team? Like the, the black, black, black black eagles. There's some eagles. Yeah, what, what, what famous Ghanaian footballers are there? Was Essien for uh, Ghanaian? Well, I don't know. Are you? Andre and his brother oh, he played Jordan Swansea. Are you? Yeah. They both played for Swansea. Both? Really? One of them did anyway. That, that Shout out as Swans. Well. Swans fans. Well, the... Uh, Bluebirds. That'll get, that'll get us in trouble. Abedi <laughs> Pele. Oh, of course. Yeah, one of them. The... Uh, no, not no, the not Pele. The. No, it's not the Pele, is it? It's, well, I don't, know, it, I don't it, watch it, football, but I just saw the weird Pele. It's a Pele. He is a former professional footballer and one of the greatest African footballers of all time. Samuel Eto'o. No, he's from Cameroon. No, he's from nah, Cameroon. nah, nah, nah. So, ha, here we go. Although he was born in Cameroon, he is of Ghanaian descent. Fair. Right, okay. Right. Take that, Ghana, if you want. Yeah. Well, speaking of um, of athletic achievement and sports, maybe you've got this fact. Ghana is home to the fastest man in the world backwards. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was like, lies. Oh. Ferdi Adobe. Um, Adoboya holds the world record for the fastest 100 yards backward sprint. Right. How fast? Well, 100 yards. Guesses. How, how much is that compared to 100 meters? 100 meters. It's 100 meters, whatever. Yeah. But guesses. 100, 100 meters backwards. So the, the world record is 9.14, isn't it? Yeah. Some, in, yeah. In normal yeah. Some like no, in normal orientation, nine, nine and a bit. I'm going to say. 10.1. 10.1 backwards? <laughs> I was Are you saying. mad? Where's the world record? It's got to be something quick, isn't it? Have you, when was the last time you ran backwards? Yeah, very good point. I'm going to change my answer. To... And he has to go straight as well. Like, it's hard uh, to go straight uh, when you go backwards. I'm, I mean, I can run 100 meters. When I was in school, I ran it at 14 seconds. Okay. I so, was going to say 12, 12 and a half. And that's when something. I was in school. So I'm going to say 13. Wow. Both, 16. Both very sensible answers. 12.7 seconds. Oh! Yeah. Between the two of us. Yeah. Call that a draw, shall we? Yes, call that yeah. a draw. Um, Again. GG. I can't imagine. I can't imagine doing I can't that. imagine going straight like... Yeah, literally. I would go just... I'd fall the fuck over. Yeah. I wonder how long you practised for it. You just go ask over when, tip, did he, you? when did he find out he was good at running backwards? <laughs> well, is he good though? Has anyone tried apart from him? That's the thing. Like, yeah. You just have to That's train a, a few times and then you're... I don't know. You're just kind of jumping, really. Because you have to kind of... Well, that's all walking is, really. That's all running is. It's so. putting one foot in front of the other so you don't fall. Yeah, but to go... To run backwards, you kind of have to pr propulse yourself a bit more than when you run forwards. Do you? 
I think so, yeah, because otherwise your legs get stuck. I, okay, so if he fell over on at the end, so he crosses the 100-meter line mm. and he falls backwards, I wouldn't count that because he's just fallen backwards for 100 meters quickly. <laughs> I think, no, no, no. I he's think, stumbling. I think, he's the quickest. Yeah, yeah, he's just, yeah, exactly. So he sh- I, I, if I was going to put some caveats on the rules of backwards running, you can't fall over. Yeah, but it's, it's the same in any normal direction. Running. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. if you're running 100 meters and you fall over the, front, over the finish line in first place... You just Do fell you forward for I'd disqualify meters. him. I'm very strict. Wow. Yeah. Wouldn't want you as a judge. Wow. That's neither to the IOC, and I've submitted many of many <laughs> applications. <laughs> Bastards. Um, anyway, facts. The word Ghana means warrior king in Mande. Wow. Um, which is a language spoken all over Western Africa. Mm. Interesting fact for you. Um, cool. well, one of, enough of these like tidbits. Why don't you give us the key facts? Uh, yeah, of course. Hit us with it. So obviously last week Sam included Wales in this, but I didn't because I didn't know Sam would include Wales in this. Um, so two hundred thirty-eight thousand square kil- no two hundred forty thousand square kilometers. That's ninety-two Luxembourgs. Okay. Well, Population. I thought it'd be more. It's like it's a lot, but thirty-two million. Yeah. I thought it'd be more, uh, which is fifty-three Luxembourgs. Nice. Cap- okay. Capital city, Accra. Accra. Yeah. Um, Current president is Nana Ado Dankwa Akufo Ado. What a name. Yeah. Wicked name. And um, each citizen of Ghana owns an average of 1.39 mobile phones. More than... Do with that as you will. (laughs) Surely the... In the UK, surely we own more phones... Per capita, per capita. Per capita. How many phones do you own, Ed? Well, I, I actually have two right now because my old one... Are you I, are you I also a drug dealer? <laughs> I, I also have two because I keep my old one as a spay. Yeah, but you don't use it, do you? No, true. Oh, but so you think those people just use, use 1.39 phones on a daily basis? Well, work phones. People have work phones. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't know. Sound like that hey, much. this is... Look, this is just what... I didn't say. I didn't say it's the most... Oh, okay. It's just a number. <laughs> That's just such a random... It's, it's just a fact. <laughs> piece got, of information. It's a fact. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> I've read it and I've got it. Do what they... Do, I don't know. It's more... I've, I've, the rest of the fact says more than the average American citizen. I'm I'm comparing one type of apple with another type of apple. I have no idea. There's more American citizens there. The per, per capita. capita. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Got me there, yeah. Um, that's it. That's what so you're saying that Americans have less phones. Per capita. Per capita. Than Ghanaians. That's just mobile phones? Yeah, yeah, specifically mobile phones. House phones. I don't know. That's fine. I'm surprised by that fact, but, you know. It's what the internet says, mate. I'll, so I'll who, 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 am I to, who am I to judge? Yeah. What have you got? What have you got for us, Sam? Uh, Filling in for Kev's, Kev's shoes. Uh, you're, in, you're in the big boy seat this I week. I am in the big so. boy seat, and I. Speaking of uh, leaders and stuff, <laughs> there's some famous Ghanaians. Sweet. Who are leaders in their fields? I don't All know. Right. That was a terrible segue. That's right, Kofi Annan is a former Secretary General of the United Nations and Nobel Peace Prize laureate. Is he Ghanaian? Ghana. I didn't know he was Ghanaian. Uh, Yao Asantewa, Queen Mother of the Ijisu Kingdom and a leader of the Ashanti resistance against British colonialism. 
Fucking A. There's some pretty cool Ghanaians. Um, Abedi Pele, already mentioned him. Samuel Eto, already mentioned him. Uh, Azuma Nelson, former professional boxer and three-time world champion. Should have mentioned him earlier when we were talking about sports. Uh, Rocky Dawuni, who's a Grammy-nominated musician and activist. Ama Asante, film director, screenwriter, and former actress. And Adwoa Aboa. I'm sorry if I butchered those names, by the way. Uh, British Ghanaian model and activist. Wow. So there's some pretty cool famous Ghanaians out there. Okay. There was a longer list, but I just I chose the the eight that I thought would resonate with our viewers. Do you know um, there's only one natural lake in Ghana? What's an a reservoir? Oh, everything yeah. else is a reservoir. So Lake <laughs> Lake uh, Bosumtwe is a meteorite impact crater. Cool. That, formed, if you have one lake, that's a cool lake to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> formed forms over a million years ago, and it's believed to be a very sacred lake when you go there. I'm saying, yeah, so this will be the only lake in the, the only lake in the country. However, to make up for their lack of natural lakes, Ghana is home to one of the world's largest man-made lakes, Lake Volta, which is over 320 miles across. 320 miles. Yeah, when does a lake f- become a sea? 500k salt water. Well, no, because mm. there's seas that don't have salt. I don't know. It's a lake, though. Is the Caspian Sea salty? Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I've never been there. <laughs> never honestly, tasted it. <laughs> honestly, I can't, I can't remember. I don't know. Um, I, would, I wouldn't want to drink anything out of the Caspian Sea. No, I actually once, on a bit of an aside, I once spent a long time trying to plan an event on Lake, on the Volta using fan boats. Fan boats. Yeah, like oh, it, like in um, like in the Everglades. Florida swamps. Yeah, like yeah. in the Everglades. Is it like one of those propellers. Yeah, yeah, at uh, the back. It'd be fucking sick. Um, or like mini hovercrafts. Why did yeah. it not work? Management. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> I got Bastards. fucking kiboshed, didn't I? I, also, I mean, yeah, I made some I'd love to go to Ghana. Um, wait, that lake. Very... Wait, that lake is man-made and it's that big. So you said four hundred fifty kilometers. Three hundred twenty miles across. Yeah, I don't know where roughly. you got that number from. <laughs> yeah, roughly like 450 that's a lot of Luxembourgs like at least four Luxembourgs in length well you know dude wow. this is a big lake know, again puts Luxembourg well, into perspective yeah. mm. uh, another little fact the currency of Ghana is the the Kedi or Sedi I'm going to assume Sedi the word Sedi means cowrie shell um, whereas shells used to be used as currency across that part of West Africa and uh, they've kept that. Or the neighbouring countries. Is it Senegal, maybe? We should really know this is a travel podcast. We're all frantically going to open up Google Maps. I've got it. Ah, Sam's on it. Okay, so we've got to the north, Burkina Faso. Classic. To the east, Togo. Isn't Togo like a little intestine? It is, yeah. You've got Togo and then Benin. Or Benin. Anyway, uh, and to the west, you've got Cote d'Ivoire. Okay, so I was wrong. Yeah, and then to the south, you've got the Gulf of Guinea. One of my favourite gulfs. And uh, (laughs) funnily enough, uh, Ghana is also known for its beautiful beaches. Is it? Apparently, yeah. And coastline, which stretches for over 500 kilometres across the Gulf of Guinea. And some of the most popular beaches in Ghana include Labadi Beach. Copa, Copa Gaban, no. Kokrabite. Copa Ghana. No, that's a terrible drink. And Busua Beach. Sam didn't even let me try you know the famous say? beach, Copacabana. Copacabana. I was, I was trying to say Copacabana. It's not in Ghana, Ghana. though, is it? Yeah, no, it's oh, in Brazil. Oh, Copacabana. Yeah. Anyway. That was weak. A lot of beaches would suggest they like eating a lot of seafood, Ed. What do you reckon they munch on? I watched a little video saying that 
there's a lot of similarities between Jamaican and Ghanaian food. Really? I think a lot of um, they like fry uh, grill grilling. I think stuff. A, a lot of the um, uh, people who were the people who were bought mm. from yeah. Africa to Jamaica were of Ghanaian oh. origins. Hence that. But Ed will tell us more about what they eat. Um, yeah, so they, they do like fish. I don't think it's like... Um, actually, the two dishes that I've got have fish. So yeah, so obviously <laughs> jollof rice in, in West Africa is quite quite famous. They all got their own version. And I think it's pretty like... I don't know, like people are trying to say, oh, my jollof rice is better than yours and stuff like that. You know, it's a bit of a rivalry. Uh, but it's just like rice prepared with like tomato sauce and served with either meat or fish and it's usually quite spicy it's very good yeah, have good. you had jollof before? i've had jollof from a nigerian place in in bristol and um i don't really mind spicy food but that was something else i was so glad i took it like I, we had it for takeaway and had it at home because if i sat in that um nigerian restaurant <laughs> sweating and crying so weak <laughs> but uh, you don't yeah. need there's no need for machismo you can just sort of I think that I think they might uh, the, the proprietors and the customers might have really welcomed a little bit of vulnerability in you. Maybe, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe uh, I would have been really uncomfortable and probably gone to the toilet several times. It was so spicy, but very good, like so flavorful. Um, they also have banku and tilapa, whatever, however you pronounce that. Uh, tilapa is a is grilled fish, and banku is a mix of fermented corn and cassava dough. How do you pronounce that? Is that that leaf? Cassava. Cassava. Cassava, Cassava dough. Uh, very hot pepper, diced tomatoes and onions. Oh, sounds, sounds right up my street. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they, uh, a variation rice, of like yeah. rice and peas as well. Mm. I really like, love rice and peas. I like rice and peas. I think they have like, a lot of like okra and ackee as well. Well, they've Aki's got... Ackee's good. Ackee and saltfish. It's uh, a Jamaican dish. And it's also in Ghana. Is it? Yeah, that's why uh, they think there are okay. so many weird links between them. There we are. Nice. They do like all across um, Ghana. They eat like yam, maize, beans, sweet potatoes, and cocoa yam. Funny you should mention yams, because a famous invention from Ghana is the fufu pounding machine. <laughs> God, <laughs> God. I thought I was gonna uh, get through that. But fufu is food, isn't it? It is the yeah. fufu pounding machine. <laughs> this machine is invented by a Ghanaian engineer, and it makes the process of pounding yam or cassava into fufu. Which is a staple food in West Africa, much easier and faster. Fufu is the it's like almost like a like a dumpling consistency that you eat food with with your hand, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I saw some. This is this reminds me. I was in I was in Big Tesco's uh, yesterday. Do you call Big? Is that a Welsh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Big Tesco's. I was in Big yeah, Tesco's. Yeah. Well, I say um, yes, like I'm. For our international listeners. Tesco comes Tesco's in many shapes. Yeah, exactly. You've got <laughs> Express, Metro, you name it, and big. <laughs> I'm pretty sure big is Metro, isn't it? No, no that's ex- Metro's medium. That's ex- uh, extra. Extra, yeah. there you mm. go. Um, anyway, I saw a bag of fufu flour and I was like, oh, everything about me was just like, buy it. Just, I just <laughs> smiled inside. It was probably like 15 kilos though, wasn't it? Was they bit, they was always big, come in like massive yeah. bags. Big old bag of fufu. <laughs> <laughs> Children. Yeah, I don't know what you do with it. I guess you just add water and make... Make fufu dough. Yeah. Nice. Do you eat it cold? No, I think it's boiling water. With boiling water, yeah. Like mashed potato. But then it's just ready ready to eat. I've never eaten it. I don't know. Okay. I'm I'm not. I had something similar when I went to Nairobi, but I can't remember the name of it. But it was white. And basically you add it with like 
veggies and sauces and whatnot and it was a good thing to like does it like absorb yeah the, the sauces yeah pretty much yeah. yeah and it was really good what else have they invented? They've also invented the Adinkra cloth, which is a traditional cloth made by the Ashanti people and is decorated with symbols that represent different concepts such as wisdom, bravery, and perseverance. Nice. The Kenti cloth, which is a brightly colored cloth made by the Akan people and is a symbol of African culture and is often worn on special occasions such as weddings, graduations, and funerals. They've made the Pito beverage, which is an alcoholic drink made with fermented millet. Mm. Oh, is that like flour? So it's like a beer? It's like, yeah, Probably, it's yeah. Sounds Every right. time like there's a drink like that, I always think that it's like something super strong, but that could actually just be... It's yeah. probably just a type of beer, yeah. yeah. And the Nkomaxana soap. That, soap. That's a hard one. Yeah. And it's a natural soap made from shea butter and other local ingredients and is a popular beauty product in Ghana and is exported as well to other, loads of other countries, apparently. Nice. I'm not into... Have, you, have you ever had shea butter, like kind of shower gel or something? Uh, yeah, I use shea yeah, butter. Yeah, I use shea butter. Um, mm. Shampoo before, nice. I think. It's, it's really know. nice to touch. I don't buy it, but one of our housemates uh, used to have it, and I uh, and I try it. It's amazing. It's oh. like he's like, what was that Pierre? Uh, it was Ellis actually. I remember Pierre used to have loads oh, of actually, nice maybe it was stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, shout, yeah. shout out Pierre and Ellis. Yeah, yeah. share about if if you're wondering where it's been going. So <laughs> all like, it's these two fuckers. <laughs> yeah. I think I think they probably owe you about thirty quid's worth of share butter. Probably. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm going to go. So nice. I'm going to go straight in with a mythical creature. Go for it. Uh, this is the Adze, and it is a vampiric being mm. in Ewe folklore, um, told by the people of Togo and Ghana. In the wild, the Adze takes the form of a firefly, though it can transform into a human shape upon capture. When in human form, the Wait, Adze. Sorry, do, before you continue, does it? Just have the shape, but still the size of a firefly? Or I, I, is, does it I grow into a human? So you catch a firefly in a jar and then suddenly a fucking human's in the jar. Make it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think so, yeah. Um, and it has the power to possess humans. Um, people, male or female, possessed by an adze are viewed as witches. Um, and the adze's influence would negatively affect the persons who lived around their host. A person is suspected of being possessed in a variety of situations, including women with brothers, especially their brother's Children fared better than their own, old people, and the poor. Uh, the adze's effects are generally felt by the possessed victim's family and those of whom the victim is jealous. Uh, in firefly form, oh, that's when it's in human form, mm. real or jar-sized. In firefly form, the adze would travel through keyholes, cracks in the wall, or under closed doors at night. Once in the home, it would suck the blood from people as they slept, making them fall sick and die. Tales of these creatures and its effects were probably an attempt to describe the potentially deadly effect of mosquitoes and malaria. Ah. That makes sense. So there's yeah. no defense against an answer. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting how like folklore, we always just talk and make jokes about it, but. Uh, it explains like a lot. Yeah. yeah it it's does, how yeah. like, how like you just sort of ascribe. And, yeah. How, yeah. How you create those stories around like real things. Mm. Apart from the ones that are like, like the ones you, you told maybe I can't remember about whales where it's just something to scare kids so they do what you tell them to do. Like the the Yule cat that you mentioned at Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. About just eating people with bad clothes. That's a, that's classist though, isn't it? That's a very bourgeois. Oh, I suppose yeah. Right. Oh, or it means look you, after your clothes so you don't get cold because it was Iceland. Yeah. You'll never believe what happened the other day. 
as you can tell, I got a haircut. And the guy sat next yes. to me was Spanish. And the, the barber was British. Um, he, I, I couldn't see it, but on the, on the table next to the sink thing, there was like one of those, you know, Catalonian uh, logs. Oh, the shitting log. Oh, the yeah. shitting log, like really small one. And the guy was Spanish, but not from Barcelona. And the barber was like, oh, you're Spanish, right? Do you know what that is? And he just points at this, you know, small log with like a little cape. <laughs> and the Spanish guy's like, no, why would I know what this bit of wood is? And it's, oh no, it's just this uh, Catalonian tradition where they beat the shit out of it and then there's presents. <laughs> and the guy was so confused in his chair. He was like, I'm just kidding for haircut. What's going on here? Probably from the south of Spain. Yeah, yeah. it's probably like, yeah, just just have a mid mid fade, please, mate. <laughs> <laughs> One of them Franco supporters. He probably was actually. Um, this was now not like fifty years ago, by the way. Yeah, but there's just, not Franco yeah, supporters racism, in South Spain. Racism well, yeah, still yeah, exists. But he would not have been from South Spain. He would have been probably from like the north. Why do you say that? Because if he, if you're closer to Catalonia, you probably would know it. Like someone but in he Andalusia didn't would. He didn't know it. No. So he probably so wouldn't be close. Could be from the south then. Well, no, if you're close to you would probably know it. The yeah, closer but he, you but are. he didn't, so he wasn't. Yeah, so he wasn't close, so he wasn't in the south. But Catalonia's not the in the south. East. Catalonia's in the southeast. It's very much not. It's not? It's in the northeast. It borders France. Anything on the east borders France. It's in the southeast of Spain. Oh, that's fucking nonsense, mate. Northeast, mate. Uh, I guess, yeah. Uh, what right. do you mean you guess? Not, you it's guess. not north, though. It's definitely not north. There's north, there's south. That is the northeast. Yeah, that is northeast. But they speak. They speak. Catalonia goes all the way into France, though. Yeah, no, yeah, like, no, I agree. like it's it's definitely it's not north. If, if but I it's was east. from the south west, if I was from Seville, I would not know about but Catalonia. In my mind, it was it was like around next well, Valencia. But yeah. you're half Spanish. How do you not know this? I don't know. Your mother would be disappointed. God, can we wait till we do an episode in Newcastle. You're gonna be fucking shocked. What? <laughs> what do you say? Saying talking about cardinal directions and yeah. Sort your geography out, mate. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well. Where's Burton? Where's Burton? Yeah. Bur- Burton on Trent. Oh, one of the Burtons on the I Trent River. <laughs> well, there's Bur- loads of Burton shops. They sell cheap suits. I yeah. think. Are they closed down now, maybe? Have they? Fuck knows. I don't know. I don't buy suits. Me neither. Um, anyway, Ghana. Yeah, back to Ghana. <laughs> Should we <laughs> talk to us? Got some, um, a couple of traditions that are quite interesting. So if you go to Ghana, which who knows, you might do. Greetings are quite important. You like when you walk around, you see people just say hi. Uh, apparently, that's normal, and especially if they're like elder, elderly people. But if you're gonna hand them something, don't do it with your left hand because that's very rude. Because <laughs> traditionally, apparently, you'd use your left hand to wipe your ass. Uh, that's one yes, of those same. Yeah. Yes, really, that's like same, a lot, a lot same. of a lot of um, same as you. A lot of um, Arabic and uh, yeah. Islamic countries do that. Yeah. Yeah. So got dirty left hand so your eating hand is your right but what hand if, what if your left hand dominant like tough tough yeah it's rude don't do it well it's just annoying isn't it yeah to have to wipe, wipe your hand with the same hand you write with but, uh, okay oh wait right. no no mm. if you were if you any of you like guys left handed no. no I'm left handed weirdo I know but if I was brought up in a wait do you wipe with your left hand yeah, yeah of course obviously it makes sense, yeah, but yeah. I never thought about it. It's my dominant it, hand. You ever tried wiping your ass with your left hand? No, because... Yeah, it's... I'm going to try. It's, I bet it feels really weird. I wouldn't know. Well, yeah. I do know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't Have you tried wiping with your right hand? No, I haven't. Exactly. Yeah. Why would I? Um, but if you imagine being brought up in a country where 
Like I, I appreciate in this country, up until about 50 years ago, they used to teach people who were left-handed to write with their right hand. Because it was, the devil was, was deep, in you or yeah, something. Some, yeah. yeah, some fucking nonsense. <laughs> but if you're in a country where you're told to wipe your ass with your left hand, like everything associated with how you, like your hand's dominance is associated with shit. Like you write with left hand and everyone in school would be like, oh, you write with your ass wiping hand. I'd get, I'd definitely do, do a complex after that. What, what if it was the opposite though? Because what if by nature you just use your left hand to wipe your ass? That's a fairly normal thing, right? What if they are mainly left-handed and that's why they use their left hand to wipe their ass and therefore then, their right hand is the clean one? That's a fair point. Mm. I don't know. Stump me there, Ed. I haven't got. I haven't got a retort. Got the stats of like phones per capita, but not like <laughs> how many people are left-handed. Oh, no one's ever. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm guessing it's of a similar prevalence to the rest. Do you think of the they world. still do it there, though, where it's like if someone's born left-handed, they're like, no, you have to write with your right hand. I don't know. It probably is considering this rule of handing okay. things with your left hand and right hand. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Who knows? Fuck My knows. aunt in friend in France was left-handed she was taught to write with the right hand as well and she is able i don't know if she can still do it but she was able to like write simultaneously in opposite directions with both wow. hands the same sentence who was it there was an artist she's savant who was it hmm? there was an artist and also a, a inventor italian da vinci. Da, vinci. da vinci he could write with his left hand while drawing with his right hand apparently mm. don't quote me on that but apparently well, you are saying it in a mic that is going online. And yeah, everything. but this so is a not so a deep dive. Okay, yeah, fair enough. In, in, not even the country. Yeah, true. But he used to write like backwards mirrored scripts and shit. Yeah. yeah. Going off topic a bit then. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah big we, time. That's just all this episode, really. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So talking of going to Ghana and meeting people, apparently Ghanaians are very, very welcoming. Mm. And uh, recently the government has put in place lots of different things to try and make it more accessible to tourism as well. Like what? Like. If you don't know, just make it up. No one's going to fucking fact check this. <laughs> but there's lots of uh, UNESCO World Heritage Sites there because it was once uh, the, a major centre of the transatlantic slave trade. Um, and so there's now several historical forts and castles along the coast that have been preserved. Yeah, there's one from like the 1490s, isn't there? There's like a Portuguese fort. It's yeah. like the oldest there's colonial fort in the world. Cape Coast That's Castle, crazy. Elmina Castle, and Fort St. Hago, which I'm guessing is a Spanish or Portuguese one. Iago. Iago. I suppose it's Portuguese. Iago. I don't think it's Spanish. Sense Hago, yeah. Juan. Juan. <laughs> yeah, Iago. So yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, there's lots of stuff there. I was um, I was reading the Guardian today in work because you know probably about ten percent of my day in work is spent on the Guardian website, um, learning about peace. And they did. Have you heard of the Benin bronzes? Mm, no. Oh, maybe this is a bit. Is it Belem? 
Maybe this is the No, B E N I M. I don't know. Maybe this is a bit highbrow for our podcast. Let's try it. Right. So there's loads of like ornate bronze tablets that were pillaged by British colonizers mm. from Benin in, in oh, West okay. Africa. Um, and they've recently discovered that the bronze that those that that's made out of those tablets was mined near Cologne in Germany and it draws into question how it got there mm. and apparently bronze used to be used sold as like stamped to make a currency that was traded for the capture of slaves from West Africa so that bronze was now taken into obviously the like warlord you know, people like who head of a, a tribe or a district would capture all of these people, trade them with the Westerners, keep all of these bronzes, and then these this bronze was then melted into bigger Benin bronzes. It's like a horrible, like dark circularity of, mm. of um, resources. But originally, it's from Cologne. From yeah, they, it's, it's the same. <laughs> they, they did. They found some in like sunken ships, and they they um, like did metallurgy tests and traced the like the, the chemical composition of the bronze back to the type of the type of brass, sorry, that comes out of Cologne. Crazy. And um, they're probably sitting in a British museum. A lot of them are. We're not giving them... we're still looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have them back. Talk to fucking Pretty Patel. Ugh. No. Yeah. Well, we talked about it in, yeah, in the said... episode with Jack, didn't we? Yeah, you said... Was it her or was it... Um... No, it was Pretty Patel. Oh, sorry, Swella Braverman's the current home actually, isn't she? Yeah. She's oh, a, she's yeah. She's a fucking bell end as well, What's she doing now? Someone else uh, she's um, locking up migrants on boats. That's it, yeah. And then sending them to Rwanda. Oh. Although they're going to get... You know, did you hear about some uh, some refugees who were sent I to Rwanda uh, recently were protesting the conditions and that they were being very kindly put up in? And um, that was sarcasm, by the way. Um, and then the Rwandan authorities opened fire with live oh, ammunition. Oh, I didn't see that. But Suella doesn't care. She, she went there the other day and took pictures in front of it, saying yes, she wants the yeah. she wants the interior designer to come to her house as well. Great. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'd rather she just moved out there and lived in yeah, that literally. house. If you like the house that much, just fucking stay there, Suella. <laughs> um, Bitch. Anyway, that's that's politics done. Next satire. That wasn't satire. Well, that's hard hitting current affairs hmm. from two and a half weeks time. Two and a half weeks previous. <laughs> Rooting around podcast. <laughs> the the worst segue you can possibly do now, but the most. Oh God, <laughs> yes. God, head just so right. Yeah. Speaking of interior design. Uh, speaking and... of decrepit conditions, you want to put. You wouldn't want to put a poor person who's travelled thousands of miles to seek sanctuary in. It's um. <laughs> the way you say slick. What can I say? That was perfect. It's uh, my favourite segment of the week. <gasps> Yours too. Uh, Swellers. Bought to you. Oh, definitely. Well, Swellers would probably yeah, enjoy well, it. Yeah, she Bought to you oh, in association pro- with. Wait for it. Bristol's premium guest house accommodation. I am, of course, talking about the Alpha Guest House. This week, uh, I think they've announced a partnership with the Home Office. <laughs> haven't they? Um, they're going to be. No, they didn't. They put in a bid, and they were actually deemed less safe than Rwanda. So, take that as you will. Better luck next time, Alpha Guest House. <laughs> we should probably stop the segment because Swellers probably just writing the list, like yeah, literally, <laughs> Alpha, yeah, <laughs> all Alpha, the places. Alpha guest, yeah, um, 
This is the Palm Hotel Spintex. I'll be honest with you. Ghana wasn't rich pickings when it comes to... Bit of bit of explanation for you, Sam. Um, when I look for the Alpha Guest House, I go on TripAdvisor. I, and firstly, I Google mm-hmm. worst hotel country. That always brings up TripAdvisor. And then I go through there and try and find a hotel with the lowest ranking. Ghana's not great. Not a lot of hotels. Not a lot of hotels. Really good hotels. Not a lot. It's got some really nice ones. Mm-hmm. And I think the really bad ones are on TripAdvisor. Yeah, it's a bit of a shit one. I apologize in advance. So on my second visit to Ghana, I was working for Tigo, but with ITOC team. No idea what that is. <laughs> I was, I was sent, <laughs> yeah, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> I, was, I was sent to this hotel very bad. First day, my room got flooded. The room service used my deodorant and the food was not very good. That's pretty good. I'm sorry. <laughs> How does he know? Unless, yeah. they, unless they use like a lot. It like, keeps it on a scale. Yeah. Like. Oh, maybe actually. Yeah. Um, so also apparently there's a, rest, there's a restaurant in this hotel. And this one is a review for the restaurant. So if you won't, if you'll indulge me, uh, I'll read this fine, restaurant yeah. for you. This is a worst restaurant in Ghana. Now we're getting somewhere. My experience was sad and disappointed. I did not have high hopes or any expectations. It couldn't have been any worse. Right from arrival, the welcome was poor and we had to wait a while for them to decide who was going to serve us. The waitress came around minutes after I asked if we were ready to order our food without even presenting us with menus. After another wait, she finally came back (laughs) with the menus and I ordered for a milkshake and she said, let me advise you not to have that because you will not like it. (laughs) It's <laughs> good service yeah. if anything. Surprisingly, why I asked, I asked surprisingly why, and she said it's, it is prepared with one scoop of ice cream, and you will not enjoy it. This was so unprofessional and unacceptable. If it's that bad, it should either be worked on or taken off the menu. Fair point. The menu, <laughs> like a Karen. The menu was so long, each dish could serve an entire country. Sadly, (laughs) they did not have almost anything on the menu. I ordered for a pepper steak, which had a strange soup-like sauce with a a strange smell and a strange taste. And unfortunately, it was meant to be a peppercorn sauce, but it had a thick slice of canned mushrooms in it. I literally had to scrape off my steak. There we are. That sounds like a great restaurant. It sounds sounds fucking brilliant. A menu too long. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, but they don't have anything. The and staff who's like, don't have that. It's not good. Don't have great. The, don't have the milk. Save me the disappointment. Like, <laughs> that's that's it. I'm sorry. It's not a great one this no, week. Um, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the Palmer Hotel Spintex. Don't go for the milkshake. Apparently, you won't like it. <laughs> or the peppercorn steak. Yeah. Well, it might be good. He might be just a snob. Sounds good to me. To I remember and bring one, extra deodorant. I, remember, I was once I was once in a Russian speaking country. Um, and this is a quite a few years ago now. I remember I was a vegetarian at the time, still am. Um, went to a restaurant and they bought us a menu. Nothing on the menu was vegetarian. I might have told the story before. And I was like, oh, nothing looked vegetarian. And I, I got the waitress over and I was like, do you have anything vegetarian here? And she was like, uh, I don't think so. And I was like, would you mind asking the chef if he would make something vegetarian? She's like, okay, I'll ask. She walks the, into the kitchen. You know where this is going. <laughs> walks into the kitchen, comes back, and then said, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I was like, okay. Um, and I was like, so what about this noodle salad? Do you think it's possible for him to do it without the meat in it? 
it was like little chunks of bacon or something. And she's like, maybe. And they bought it out and it was full of meat. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, sweet, looks like I'm going hungry tonight. Um, so yeah. Did you not finish it? If it was prepared I didn't touch for you. it. But if it was meat in it. But if it was prepared for you, you, would you rather Look, waste food and if meat? I, if, if I said, I'm going to prepare you dinner and took a shit on a plate, you wouldn't eat it, would you? <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, it depends how warm it was, really. <laughs> if, I said, if I said, I'm going to make you a chocolate milkshake, so <laughs> how many scoops do you want? <laughs> yeah, if you, you said know? one, I'd say, fucking no. <laughs> exactly. You won't like it. It's not on the menu. It shouldn't be on the menu. But it was on the menu. Anyway. That's, that's the Alpha Guest House International Edition. Um, hopefully Serbia's one will be better. It has potential to have some, uh, some yeah, bad some ones, Serbia. Bad ones. Yeah. I've not really got a hell of a lot of funny facts. I know that in Ghana, um, they really like fantasy coffins. Have you heard about this? Really ornately decorated coffins um, to send people off into the afterlife. Hmm. And they'll be based around interests and lifestyles of the departed. So it'll be really good to put a oh. picture up. So it's like... Normally, you only see them nowadays in in this country in America when it's a kid who's died. I'll make like a Superman coffin or a mm. Batman coffin. Um, but to be honest, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? if? That's so cool. Yeah. It, this this brings to my next question. What? <laughs> I don't know who. I don't care who answers it first. Um, <laughs> what coffin would you have? Is it the shape or like... Shape, what design. Well, obviously it's got to be vaguely rectang- rectangular. <laughs> I, I would make mine just the shape of my body. Like just so I fit perfectly. Oh, like okay. the legs, sarcophagus. Um, yeah, well, no, like <laughs> separated legs and arms. Like, you know, just... <laughs> okay. Uh, I would want... I'm trying to think of what chocolate bars come in twos. A Twix. A Twix. I'd want a Twix oh, coffin okay. or a Kit Kat coffin Why so t- I can be buried next to Itana. But what if with a chocolate bar, <laughs> don't die together. Yeah, no. well, dig me up and put her in with me. Well, you can. You can, well, see, you, as long see. as it, as long as it's got two hinged doors, you'll yeah. be fine, won't it? Yeah. No, no, it's got a wrapper on top. Vacuum <laughs> yes. seal me in. <laughs> it's pretty good. I like it. Or you like a chocolate bar? I think there's so many. I mean, a bicycle would be good. I'd like to have a couple of axles on it. Um, How would you be buried in a bike? Just put you in the top two. No, no, I mean, I mean, just have like... Ornament. Just have, yeah, just have like handlebars bolted onto the front of the coffin, some wheels. <laughs> oh, wait, the, like, the, the coffin can be the bike. Yeah. And that's just a frame. Exactly. So it's more, it's more like, a, like a little, yeah, like that. Or I'd probably go for... What was I really into as a child? Dinosaur, big in dinosaur. Yeah. Maybe dinosaur I'd have... Egg. No, no, I'd have the coffin decorated like one of the Jeeps off Jurassic Park. Ah, oh, that'd be really cool. Um, or you could have like a... Um, a Yugoslav like brutalist. Oh fuck yes! Like concrete coffin. <laughs> oh, imagine! I just I just want it to be painted like a drab Eastern European apartment block. <laughs> I think that would just be beautiful. A smash window. You can buy miniatures of those, which are lamps. I've seen those. They're you put them in bookshelves. So, they're so expensive, yeah. but I want oh, one like so badly. Just only a few of the windows are like lit. Mm. Or yeah, yeah. To make oh nice. That's, that's so, cool. and it's got like. Really shit balconies and yeah. Anyway, Ghana. But do you have examples of like? So do they add just like, or is it just like ornate? Oh, it, would just, it would just be like whatever that person was really into. Like, say he was a doctor, they might like have like a really painted white, but like 
medical crosses, stethoscopes on it. Uh, and that's a really mundane example. Maybe he was a bus driver. They're designing <laughs> like, like design like looking making it like a bus. Yeah, that's um, cool. I like it. I would definitely support that. I think well. if it's like a fisherman, it's like boat shaped and has like a sail and shit. Again, what if it's I'm making all of this up. Like the fact is true. That's a good. That's a good question. If he's a what? An, an undertaker. undertaker. Oh, that's too meta. Far too meta. <laughs> he doesn't get a coffin. <laughs> Just throw him in the ground. <laughs> well, no I guess no. No, I anyway. guess this is what this is what you do. You would make the coffin in the shape of a tombstone. Mm. What about criminals? I guess you'd make it in the shape of a prison, mm. which is you know a bit like a coffin. You have some little bars at the front. You <laughs> <laughs> um, see the put eyes. Put your hands around it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's uh that's jazzy coffins nice i've got no segue but i've just got loads of facts on the nature of ghana uh it has a range Ooh, when you're on the yeah so when you get buried uh you feed the earth yeah and the earth nurtures all life exactly and there's loads of nature in ghana yeah and, like, talk, tell me about it that come out. yeah there is lots of flowers that come out and the national flower of ghana is the impala lily now, the impala lily is actually a slow-growing tree, believe seems, it or not. Seems seems pretty pretty bad and it can reach up to three meters in height, and its stem is thick and fleshy, and it can store water for extended periods, allowing the plant to survive in arid and semi-arid environments. Okay. Speaking of arid and semi-arid environments, the national animal is the tawny eagle. Wait, wait, wait let's go back to that plant. Damn, that was um, a good segue. Sorry. Um, if it's not a flower, but a tree. Mm. It's a lily, but a tree. Mm. How is it misnamed? Is that your question? No, I'm just like, what's the difference between a flower and a tree in that case? Because that Damn looks right. like a like like a flower, you know. Yeah, because you're looking at it's the, flowers. Unless the flower grows on the tree. Yeah, but is it just the one flower for the plant? No. No, look, there's lots of them. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. The flowers are tubular in shape and have five petals and are flared out at the end. They typically bloom in the summer and are pollinated by bees and other insects. Mm. Nice. Talk to me about tawny owl. Tony Eagle. Eagle, same time. Yeah. Uh, it's a large and powerful <laughs> bird with a wingspan of up to two meters and a weight of up to four kilograms. Is that big for a bird? I don't think four so. Four kilograms doesn't seem like that much. No, but two meters is... That's me. Yeah, so... Oh, fuck, yeah, no, yeah, that's a lot. But only yeah. four kilograms. My cat weighs probably four kilograms. That's, some wings that's a fat cat. <laughs> that's not. That's a normal-sized cat. Is it? Yeah. After, Make himself after, my, nice cat, my cat's still a baby, so... How old's your cat? She's... What's your cat's name? Tell me everything about it. So she's a black cat. <laughs> nice. Her name's Salem. Nice. And um, she's great. She's got a great little personality. How old is she? She's seven months. Nice. Yeah. You're going to get her neutered? Obviously, yeah. yeah. It's, you, it's the law now to get them chipped. Yeah. It's not, I don't think it's the law, is mm. it? Oh. oh, it's going to come into effect soon. But all cats must be chipped, basically. The public service announcement for any Chip um, cat. any cat-owning listeners to the podcast? Yeah. In the UK. Yeah, in the UK. Yeah, true. But, you know, it's good practice. But, yeah, you know, check yeah. cat anyway, because yeah. why not? <laughs> Back to the tawny eagle. Uh, it has a characteristic tawny brown plumage with dark flight feathers and a pale underside. Uh, the bird's head and neck are a lighter colour than the rest of its body, and it has distinctive hook, beak, and sharp talons. They are opportun opportun opportunistic hunters. Oh, you're, you're, trying, you're trying too hard to say it well. She opportunistic. Opportunistic hunters they are, and they feed on a variety <laughs> of prey, including small <laughs> mammals, reptiles, birds, and insects, like... Nice. <laughs> and they're also known as scavenge as well. Pretty bird. I do like a bird of prey. They are quite pretty, to be fair. Yeah, and it's a quite a good national bird, I think. It's all right. It's all right. It's a solid seven for me. Yeah, it's not the worst national bird. What's the worst national bird? 
What's L- Luxembourg's national I, bird? I can't remember. I'm sure you talked about probably it. Probably like a well, duck. What's the UK's? Isn't probably it? a duck, yeah. I think the, I think <laughs> the UK's is a barn owl? Uh, no, no, a robin. Like, I was uh, no. robin was my. I first think it's a robin, but, but robin's I, I Bristol, thought it would have been like think, a swan so. or something, or like Ooh, or like a golden eagle. Oh, talking about swans, do they all belong to the king now? Yeah, they do. Yeah. He's oh. going to eat them now instead. UK national bird is the European robin. Oh, that's boring. Oh. Yeah, what's the Welsh? But I thought we bird? left the EU. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we got a national bird, have we? We got the red kite, obviously. Obviously, mm. trash bird. Trash. trash mate they're everywhere yeah but they're brilliant they're trash birds. they're not my mom is in bracken talk to talk to chris beard about it right trash bird oh well, they've come down to the gower now that's good i know it's great for the species yeah they're a trash bird <laughs> <laughs> i love them but they're a trash bird you know luxembourg it's probably gonna be something boring fucking well. mallard what is gold it? crest oh is that it's like a sm- little is that one of the smallest oh, birds? cool he's got a little hat on look isn't that one of the smallest birds in the uk it's a really small bird, I think, the Goldcrest. Yeah, it looks small. And it's, and it's, it's really fitting. And it's fitting, yeah. yeah. Back to Ghana. So, yeah, and... Um, Do they have it... What's their flag like? I can't remember. The it's, Ghanaian uh, flag. It's the Pan-African colours, so uh, yellow... Red, <laughs> red, yellow, green with a black star on the middle. Ah, yeah. oh, there was some yeah. black, yeah. Uh, black stars, that's yeah. what the team is called, the football team. Makes sense now. Uh, <laughs> Makes sense. Go. Were they the team in the World Cup who had a one-piece suit, or was that Cameroon? I think it was Cameroon. What do you mean? Uh, no, it was like a it was like a piece. football kit where the so- the shorts were sewn into the jersey. <laughs> I've Why? never seen that. How do you how do you put it on? I guess like a like a I guess it's like a speed suit in like triathlon yeah. or something. Well, you can zip up the back. Yeah. So strange. I think it was Cameroon two thousand two maybe. Cameroon two thousand two had sleeveless. Uh, shirt. Maybe 2006. Sleeveless. Yeah, and they got banned. They didn't. They were not yeah, allowed to one. use them. Oh, was it? Was that Cameroon? This one is. Yeah, Cameroon. What a weird. Is that kid. the same? Th- Different colours, obviously. For the. Is that all one thing? Yeah, it looks yeah. like it. I tell you what was a good kit was the uh, not Qatar World Cup, the one before that. For who? Uh, I can't remember where it was. Russia. Cup. Was it in? Oh. Um, yeah, but which? which the Nigerian team? kit. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was a sick kit, The Nigerians one. always have really cool yeah. kits. But so do Ghanaians. Well, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Same, it's like they have, there's a really amazing hi- rich history of like textile manufacture. Yeah, I mean, that's Which, weird. which no, yeah. no doubt, like you mentioned, those yeah. two really famous cloths that Louis Vuitton are definitely going to rip off and they're <laughs> culturally <laughs> yeah. appropriate. Because we were talking about it in the Lesotho episode. There's a really f- distinctive. Yeah, um, that was like, like a very thick, pat- like, type yeah, of... like shawl thing, and Louis Vuitton ripped it off. Of course, they did. <laughs> Bastards. Uh, where were we? Uh, nature. Any national oh, you got parks more? or anything? Yeah, uh, there's a well. One of the most well-known areas in Ghana is the Kakam National Park. Uh, it's located in the southern part of the country and is home to a diverse range of wildlife, including forest elephants, antelopes, and more than 250 species of birds. Uh, in this national park as well, there's a like a canopy walkway. Oh. So you can walk up amongst the trees as well, and nice. that's where you get to see all the birds, oh, which nice. is pretty cool. There's some pretty good pictures of that, I saw. I've uh, mentioned the beaches. I've uh, mentioned the lakes. Did you know that Lake Volta is also home to a diverse range of aquatic species, including tilapia and catfish? Tilapia? That's what I said. Twice. And catfish. And catfish, yeah. Which is, and that it's lake is an important source of fish. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, there's another national park as well, which is Mole, or Mole, or Molly, or M-O-L-E, basically. Um which is located in the northern part of the country and is home to a wide variety of wildlife, including elephants, antelopes, baboons, and warthogs. 
antelopes all over the country. Got it all. And uh, there's also a annual festival celebrated by the pe- people of Weneba, Weneba, which involves a hunt for live antelopes, and it is believed to have originated in the 17th century and has since become an important cultural event in Ghana. Oh, amazing. So they all go hunting. Antelopes. They all, in this area of Winneba, yeah. yeah. And they go and hunt live antelopes in part of a festival. Ghana is one of those countries, if you look at the map, like a you know 2D map, obviously, like it's not because the world's a globe, 2D maps are never really accurate. It looks really small because it's fairly close to the equator. But if you like put it over Europe, you'd be like, oh, it's massive. Yeah, it's a lot bigger. It's like the size of France or something. Yeah. Have you got any more facts, Ed? No, I'm, I'm uh, tapped. I've got, I'm I've, tapped. I've done a NERPA seal of approval. Oh, very nice. Go brought on. to you in association with NERPA Travel. Only half of NERPA Travel being represented today. Kev's not here with us. Rest in peace. He's not here. He's fine. <laughs> He'll um, be back next week. Don't, don't yeah, we're back next week. Don't um, in the coffin, just here. Like. <laughs> so that looks like a seal. <laughs> the oh, he would be. In. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so NERPA Travel seal of NERPA seal of approval is. Um, given out to like a really cool eco ecologically conscious project that's going on in that country uh and this week's is the bamboo bike initiative i fucking <sighs> i fucking love bamboo bikes same yes I, I, did i say i built one no you built a bamboo I bought bike a build your own kit yeah i fucked it right up the wheels Fuck. weren't in line no. but it looked i've got the frame oh, i'll show you a picture after is it this podcast. Yeah. is it normal size like you can ride it yeah, yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. mine was 50 54 well one of the guys i used frame. to work with made one and used to ride it to work they're sick it was fucking sick yeah anywho as i'll, I'll read now <sighs> so uh as the name suggests bamboo bike is dedicated to designing and building a range of hum of durable bamboo bicycles and frames uh obviously made out of 75 to 80 percent bamboo Obviously I know brakes wheels no mm. well the frames themselves so there are some points on a bike which need to be metal uh head tube bearings uh the bottom bracket mm-hmm. and the dropouts uh and then it's bound together with at least my one is bound together with hemp cloth and then epoxy resin and it mm. basically you, you soak the cloth in epoxy wrap it around compress and, it and, com- and compress it and it hardens like it's fucking solid yeah. like you can take 150 kilos my bike <sighs> So bamboo is a hugely under underutilized resource in Africa. Africa grows 12% of the world's bamboo. I didn't know that. Um, but accounts for just 1% of the global bamboo trade. Um, huh. Bamboo Bikes was the first company to utilize the abundant bamboo in Ghana. Um, also as, as a material that does need to be imported. For every um, bamboo plant cut down for a bike, the company plants 10 more. 10 more. And they grow um, so quickly as well. So Yeah. Uh, the initiative has taught dozens of young people in Ghana how to build bikes, providing jobs in rural communities, especially for women, and reducing migration to cities where people go and search for a living. Um, uh, the bikes can also help cut carbon emissions from transport and has donated hundreds to rural schools in areas where poor transport often stops kids getting an education. Um, so, yeah, that's what that's I do. I think that's my favourite NERPA seal of approval so far. Yeah, you've only seen two, haven't you? No, I've li- I listened to the podcast. Ah, oh, fair. Um, yeah, bamboo bikes, they're sick. You can also... If you just search bamboo bike Ghana, you can actually buy them. I'll ship them across. You can get a frame. Um, they're, oh, they're so cool. Get, just check out bamboo bikes. They're, they're so fun. Do they paint them or leave them like bamboo no, look? Or? It's up to you. Like I'd like leave it as a bamboo look. Yeah, no. So I when, I, well. when I when I did it mine, it looked fake. It looked yeah, like it wouldn't look yeah. real. When I had mine, I had the so any at any points where tubes join, it's wrapped and it's, I sanded it back smooth, and then painted that like purple and then left the tube bamboo the top tube so the top tube down tube seat tube yeah the seat stays yeah were all 
bamboo, but then just the the joins where it was wrapped in epoxy, I painted. Cool. Yeah. I suppose the seat is just a regular seat as well. Uh, you, have, you have a metal insert. <laughs> just sit on bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you put a small, like you buy like a seat tube clamp, which is like a, a basically a little tube with a little notch cut into it. Mm. That you can, you effectively just glue it into the bamboo and then you put your regular seat post in there. Cool. Fucking sick. You can, Very cool. You can drill it for... There's a, there's a company in London. So you can do internal cable routing as well. You have to get the right section of bamboo. Mm. And also when you're... Oh, true, because they had sections, didn't they? Yeah. And then when you're drilling the bamboo, you'd have to be careful not to split it. Yeah. So you just normally cover it with a bit of tape and then just drill from there. Because um, I thought about doing it internally routed. Yeah. That so, looks yeah. sick. Also, there's a company in London called Bamboo Bike Club. Uh, I think they use stuff from Ghana or somewhere in West Africa. And they've, they're building bamboo bikes with 3D printed carbon lugs oh nice that you just you just slot it together and glue it and, it, and the epoxy will glue it in so yeah carbon fiber uh, very nice yeah it's yeah, lightweight as well yeah that's what oh no fucking heavy mate oh really yeah really my frame was about two and a half kilos for a road bike oh, frame that's yeah for a road bike yeah but for a commuter bike that doesn't really matter yeah yeah, it was cool. Fucking I mean, I've got an e-bike. That's like 20-odd kilograms. Ah, yeah. Well, yeah. But it was pretty heavy. Slap a battery on that, though. I mean, with the battery, it's 20-odd kilograms. No, but slap a battery on the, oh, on the bamboo Oh, on the bamboo one. bike. Yeah, you could have to be careful about torque. See how much the... Um, oh, true, yeah. How much the... Uh, that was the boring answer. Tube. Yeah. Sorry. The fun answer would be speed. <laughs> Sometimes answers are boring, unfortunately. And that's, that's it. That's all I've got for today. Yeah. Same. Nice. Where are we off next? We can do another. We can do a little searchy. Well, next week we're going to Serbia, but after that, the week after Mauritius, Mauritius. Oh, my days. I've been. Oh, you oh, have. Yeah. You did a sick trip to Mauritius. That was my first solo trip. Nice. It was first. great. Yeah, that was a good. That one. was a really cool trip, actually. Yeah. I remember talking about that. Oh, so God. Ed's got some good stories for you next episode. So tune in. Yeah, tune in, like and subscribe. Like, subscribe, so you get the notification that we've put another episode out to listen to Ed's stories. Yeah, for Wow, you should, you should do this more often. I should do this more often, shouldn't I? <laughs> nice. Comment down well. below if you want me to do more. Rate five stars if you like me. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think that's going to bring the rating down, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, chai right, chai see, chai see you next week in Serbia. And Bye. then in Mauritius. That's very, very different. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.